0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing
1: to have us a good day. Yes, this is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby, Michael Pappas. Happy Friday, brother. Happy
0: Friday, Zach.
1: We're ready to have a good day. We are ready to have a good day. Hey, today's show brought to you by Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code TEN OFF ONE ZERO O F F for ten dollars off your order to NK's Asian Kitchen, Jin Korean Barbecue, or BurgerFi. Uh, nice variety there. Nice, uh, nice uh, different options for you uh, over this weekend. And so, be sure to check those out, or you can uh, you can order from any of their great partners. Um, throughout this weekend or anytime, but uh, MK's Asian Kitchen, Gin Korean Barbecue, or Burger Five, use promo code 10OFF10OFF, 1-0-O-F-F. or you can use promo code ZAC20 if you have not used that code yet, ZAC20 for your uh, your first delivery free. And uh, we're excited, as always, to partner with our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use their free mobile app or fetchmedelivery.com. I'll tell you what, there's a 100% chance. Uh, that I use these guys this weekend. I know you use them a lot over the weekend as well, Michael, so we are excited uh, to do that. Hey, I love the fact that we're getting daily press conferences, almost daily press conferences. Yesterday we got Brodery's Ham and Smoke Monday. We're going to talk a lot about Brodery's Ham today. Um, I I think there's a lot of questions about this offensive line, right, Pappas? I mean, we've been talking about this over the last few months. And uh, after hearing chatter with ham yesterday i think it confirmed a decent amount of things
0: yeah i agree uh it definitely i I was surprised by some of the stuff that he said
1: yeah uh to be honest with
0: you but uh it's some clarity definitely some clarity
1: and so i I thought that it was a very interesting press conference and, and i'm ready for us to dive in yeah let's dive in all right so obviously a big talking point about the offensive line new offensive line coach jack bicknell jr Hand touched on um, on Bicknell. I think it was the first questions. Here's what he said.
2: Um, I mean, Coach Bicknell, he's a really good coach. Uh, We actually know we're getting to know him a little more on the field because we didn't go through the spring. But I mean, as a coach, I feel like he's he's gonna be able to take our game to the next level. And uh, it's a lot of guys we got that he can, you know, really his his coaching really can elevate our the level we play at. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously a big deal. New position coach, crazy amount of turnover on the offensive line. You don't get spring, and we were wondering, you know, what that's going to look like. It's clear Bicknell likes Berdieri's ham. It's clear Malzahn likes Berdieri's ham, or they would not have given him to us yesterday to, uh, to ask questions and, and hear his responses. He was also asked about
2: Bicknell's um,
1: his personality
2: on the field. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, with Coach Bicknell, I feel like he's very intense at practice. And he's not going to allow you to do things the way that you want to do them. You're going to have to do them the way he coaches it. And like I said, if you do something wrong, he's going to let you know. He's not just going to let it pass. And like I say, Coach Bittner brings that energy that I feel like we need to the offensive line. All
1: right, Pappas, based on, you know, the, the about 40 seconds or so of audio, as far as what Ham has said publicly about his new offensive line coach, any clear takeaways there?
0: Yeah, in the first one, he was like, everyone sucks. Coach can, <laughs> coach
1: can really help us out. I do think it was interesting. He talked about the energy, right? And he's like, you know, we yeah. kind of need him. Um, I, thought that was, uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to say. And then the other thing in the, in the second clip that we played about his personality, he's not going to let you do it your way. He's not going to let things slide. Um, I think that's another way of saying it, attention to detail and, you know, discipline. And, you know, mm-hmm. he wants things a certain way. Uh, I like that in an offensive line coach. Because, I mean, when you think about offensive line, it's probably, I mean, it's one of the more technical positions when you look at it. Like, you can get away with a lot of things playing corner and receiver and linebacker and safety and, and running back with just natural athleticism. But offensive line, it is a very technical position. And that's one of those things where you need that kind of offensive line coach uh, to really be successful. We've seen, you know, kind of the raw, raw guy with Herb hands, who's like a good recruiter, high energy guy, but not necessarily a super technical. And we saw what it did to Auburn's offensive line. So I like this change of pace based on, uh, based on what Broderius said yesterday.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I think this is a ringing endorsement for, for coach Picknell And It's great. I'm pumped. I'm excited to
1: see what he can do with this offensive line. Me too. Me too. I think he's got the clay to work with. He's just got to kind of mold it the way he wants it. So Brodarius has fought cancer in the past. He's kind of one of the guys that we talked about, you know, how does COVID affect, you know, some of these players. He and his wife were also expecting a child. One did not know that. Two did not know he was married. So congrats to him. That's fantastic. He talked about thinking about playing going into the season and we heard KJ and Bo Nixby asked about this team meeting and referenced that team meeting that they had um, as far as they kind of decided as a team how they were going to handle this. And uh, Ham talked about that. I
2: think this is important. Uh, to be honest, in the beginning, uh, I wasn't so sure. I know my, you know, the coaches, they had a plan. The doctors and everything had a plan. It just was, you know, me, my personal health, I, you know, I'm real strict about that. I like to, you know, make sure everything is good and, Uh, In the beginning, it was kind of rough because some players, you know, everybody wasn't just taking it as serious as I was, and like I said, when we had the meeting, we kind of got it across to them that this is a serious matter, and like, I have to go home to my wife, and other players have to go home to their wife. As coaches too, so, I mean, after that meeting, I feel like we actually got our point across to them, and I feel like it's going to be okay now, so.
1: Pappas, I'm going to make a statement, and and I, I want you to either agree or disagree with it, but... I get the vibe after hearing from Bo, hearing from Brodarius, hearing from Smoke yesterday, and even Gus talked about this team. This team really likes each other. This team has really bonded over the last few months with all this COVID mess.
0: Yeah, I also think it's interesting that Broderius said we got our point across. Um, I, I think it's important. Yeah. I mean, clearly, he's, he's a leader on the team. He's someone that uh, the other guys are, are going to respect. And, and I think that's a big thing. Uh, absolutely and it's another reason that he he got selected um i, I guess to to do this press conference right yeah. uh, to to be one of the guys that was out there yeah um, you're, we, you're right yeah and, and so this is this is big I I, uh, I, I I like the meeting i agree i'm not shocked that some of them were taking it seriously we've yeah. seen a lot of that yeah for sure for
1: sure all right so let's get into the football side of things now uh he was asked about how the offensive line has been competing throughout this week. Hey, guys. <laughs> My bad.
2: Wrong one. <laughs> um, Over the last few days, we've been out there just competing. And like I said, everybody's hungry. Everybody's trying to, you know, get in the starting five. And at the end of the day, the coaches have to play the best five. And I just feel like everyone has, has that chip on their shoulder that I want to win this job, man. You know, I want to do what's best for the team. So, long as they want to keep that mindset, I feel like we're going to be really good this year.
1: All right, so downhill Brits thing was chopping wood. Uh, Brodarius Ham's thing is everybody has a chip on their shoulder. I don't know which one I like more.
0: Do you think it's a Dorito?
1: Uh, that is my favorite chip other than Pringles. So, yeah, I think a Dorito would be a great chip to have on your shoulder. Okay. They need to get bigger too, right? I mean, you can't have offensive line that's too big, so eat all the Doritos. <laughs> Alright. Uh, he was asked about chemistry. You know, how do you build that offensive line unit? And, I mean, chemistry is always, obviously very important and you have not been able to have spring or summer practices, really. Um, so, what does that look like? And Ham talked about it.
2: Um, I feel like the way we develop that chemistry is just off the field, you know, just hanging with each other and just, you know, I try not to talk too much about football when we're off the field, but at the same time, it's like you said, we miss the spring and just, we going over the plays, walking through stuff. If we have to, we walk through in the dorm and just little things, man, just to, you know, I, I want to win this year. So, that's how I, you know, anything we have to do to get that chemistry together. And I feel like the chemistry right now, just, everyone just has to buy in and the chemistry will come. and just, right now we're, you know, in a grind, so.
1: Michael, it, this team seems like it's on a mission. You can tell they're focused. You can tell they have their eye on the prize with – I mean, guys coming back to play one more year and then just kind of persevering throughout this summer well, with, with COVID. It just seems like they're dialed in. It seems like they're focused, and that's kind of what I've taken away from, uh, from a lot of this. Uh, he was asked about guys that stood out to him as far as competing on the offensive line. I won't play the audio of that, but uh, I'll just tell you what he said. He mentioned by name Brandon Council, Austin Troxel. Tayshawn Manning, and Alec Jackson, and then he kind of came in behind that and said everybody has stood out. He can't mention everyone, but those are the guys that he mentioned by name. I think that's important.
0: Yeah, that seems like it may be uh, the current starting five, but...
1: Hold uh, on, let's see if, uh, on, let's see if that's int- possible. So he later mentioned, he said Troxel's competing at left tackle, and then um, Ham said that he's at right tackle, but Coach wants him to be able to play left as well. And then he mentioned that Brandon Council is rotating in at guard and center. So if you have your tackles with Troxell and Ham, Council at guard uh, or center, and then you have Tayshon Manning or Alec Jackson at guard. Yeah, maybe that could be your starting five. What about Nick Bronze? Yeah, you got to think that he's there. And then, the- I mean, you, I've heard really good things about the JUCO guys. So... I don't know. I'm hesitant to say that's the starting five, but it certainly could be. You know, maybe that's what they start with—the guys that have been there the longest.
0: Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, like we've talked about, it, it's really interesting. And and the JUCO guys could be, you know, a little trouble. This is the first time they've ever actually like walked through any of the plays, right? Mm-hmm. So this is uh, this is going to be definitely one of the bigger things to watch. Which you know we've known for a while. That's not news, but this will be—I'm be, surprised Council was on there, on his list, you know? Like, if he said Troxell, Manning, and Jackson, you'd be like, okay, these are probably his boys that have been around for years mm-hmm. with him. Right. And they're playing well, so he's going to shout them out. But Council being in there is interesting.
1: Yeah, I've heard other things about how Council's doing really, really well. I think, you know, I, I predicted that he'd be a starter at one of the guard spots. I, I'm standing by that. You know, I predicted the guards would be Council and Keandre Jones. Keandre Jones was not mentioned um, yesterday by Ham. So I think that's... So he's um, out. he's uh, <laughs> out. Yeah. Done. 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 Sorry, Keandre. Try again next year. No, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Also, I think this may be the biggest takeaway. We got some Mark Anthony Richards hype. He had, we got some Mark Anthony Richards hype from Brodieri's Ham yesterday.
2: Here's what he said. Um, to me, Mark, Mark is one of those guys that he, he doesn't say too much. Uh, he let his game speak for itself, and
1: him being a young running
2: back, you know, you would think that they would come in, not not cocky in a sense, but as in just, you know, Mark is one of He acts like he's one of the older guys, and that's what I like about him. He, he's pretty fast, and Mark comes to work every day. Like I said, he comes to work with that tip on his shoulder, and he wants to be the guy, so that's how I feel about Mark.
1: Pappas, I'm about to make a statement. Tell me true or false. Mark Anthony Richards for Heisman. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You in? I like it. Sweet. Let's start it
0: right Sweet. now. Uh, I thought that Bradarius Ham was gonna say that uh, Mark brings his lunch pail to work, <laughs> and I was, I was so excited there for a second. Um, man, I've heard nothing, nothing but good things about Mark. Uh, him being fast, making catches, being great. I mean, this is the second second training camp or whatever you want to call it fall practice in a row like last year and this year that we've heard big things about Mark Anthony Richards
1: Let's just go ahead and give the man the Heisman
0: I mean, or we could just like be excited. oh I feel like there I feel okay like there, was, there was a little <laughs> bit of a leap there from he he could get playing time to to Heisman trophy all right, all right, bringing that lunch pail though. Uh,
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, so I think those are the highlights of what Bernieri's Ham said to the media yesterday. I want to talk about Auburn versus Kentucky and what uh, what other guys are saying about that game. Next, right here on Locked on Auburn.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shot the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June thirty. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
1: Before we jump into the Auburn-Kentucky matchup, Michael Pappas, uh, you got a quick recruiting update for us.
0: Yes. Yes. For those of us that are interested, um, Amari Harvey, who I believe is a four-star?
1: Yeah, he's up there.
0: Safety? Yeah, four-star safety uh, from Tallahassee. Uh, He's an All-American. He is a a, a big-time recruit for Auburn. He is committing today on CBS Sports HQ. Um, the first time
1: most people have ever watched that.
0: Oof, oof. Uh, he's committing at two p.m. Okay. So, all right. It, choosing between Auburn, Florida State, and Texas A&M, uh, a lot of people feel. Uh, the last time I saw, a lot of people are feeling real good about Auburn's chances here. Um, so this would be this would be a, a pretty pretty big recruit for Auburn to get if he if he does commit to Auburn.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, be sure to check that out. Auburn versus Kentucky, obviously the season opener for both of these teams. The line opened up at around 11 in favor of Auburn. It's now moved to Auburn, being favored by around a touchdown, depending on where you look. Michael, this has become the popular week one upset pick. And I guess this shouldn't surprise me, but for some reason it does. I I just don't see it. I have a hard time seeing this come to fruition. Gus has been fine in openers, really outside of that Clemson game where, like, five different people play quarterback. He's been really good in openers. I don't think Kentucky can match the talent that Auburn has. If it was a road game, I'd be a little more okay with the upset pick, but obviously it's um, it's at Jordan-Hare Stadium. And, I mean, people who are calling this, they're just saying that they don't like the matchup for Auburn, but I haven't really seen anyone be able to explain why they don't like the matchup for Auburn. I think it's weird. I think it's a super weird upset pick, but it's out there.
0: It's the only one. Like, it's just... We're talking about football, and we want an upset. We want to root for an underdog. No one wants to be like, oh, yeah, well, the first week's kind of going to stink. But, like... It is the the best
1: game of week one. That is true. Alabama,
0: Florida, Georgia, and LSU all play teams in their first game with their new head coaches. Yeah. So then it's like, well, is anything else even really an
1: upset? Oh, Kentucky over Auburn would be. That's true. That's true. I I just wanted to mention that because I'm starting to see more and more of it, and I just – I don't like it. I don't see it. But then again, like maybe if you label something a potential upset, it makes it not as likely to be an upset. Maybe mentally it helps out Auburn. I don't know. I don't know. Isn't every game
0: a potential upset?
1: Uh, yeah, technically you're right. Unless it's just a, a, a natural push in Vegas, but we'll see. Hey, I want to talk about uh, storylines that you may see next week in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn.
0: The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. So the storylines you're going to see over the next few days are going to be around the offensive line, the defensive backs, because they gave us Smoke Monday and Brodery's ham yesterday. I think next week they're going to give us more receivers, and so I think you're going to nationally see stories be pumped out about the wide receivers. Which wide receiver do you think they will give us next? Michael Pappas I think the natural answer here is Eli Stove um, the older guy in the room and I think um, I think it's important that we see at kitchen appliance uh, at the podium
0: yeah the other the other obvious one is Seth Um, but the receivers are going to be at a pretty big disadvantage because whoever they throw out there they're not going to be able to compete with uh, the name combination that we got with Smoke Monday and Bradarius ham.
1: That's true. It's all second. Who, who's going to be second after that? I mean, smoke ham, little Monday ham. I love smoked ham. I ex- who doesn't? Like,
0: sign me up. Vegans? Any, every day of the week. So, I mean,
1: ironic that next up's the kitchen appliance. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We don't know. Uh, but that That is funny. Uh, A wide receiver note, the the drive was quoting Jeff Lee of Rivals uh, on their show yesterday about Malcolm Johnson Jr., Auburn's latest receiver, said he is expected to be in Auburn on Sunday and will start classes next week. Um, They said he's still in Virginia waiting for Auburn to approve his transcripts and stuff. So he'll be starting class at the earliest a week late. And it's amazing to me that you can do that.
0: Oh, the, the add-drop window lasts for like the first 15 days or something, right? I guess.
1: Is, is, that, is that why you're able to do this?
0: Yeah. Right. I, I mean, if, if he takes all Tuesday-Thursday classes, he'll only have missed two classes. That's so true. Miss, you know, syllabus class and then, well, depending on his major, but he's also a... a a freshman in his first semester. So I'm just like the first two days of, he's really a senior in high school. Like if we really want to break it down, (laughs) like if he wanted to, he could basically take all the classes that he would take his senior year of high school, basically.
1: Yeah. You know, stuff like Cal one, and I wonder, I, I wonder if they could figure out like, which cl- online classes are like, set up by the week, so it doesn't matter when you do it, as long as you do it by like, Friday at midnight. I had an online class like that, so mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's part of it, too. Um, do you think, I mean, as far as football goes, he's, he is a week late, no matter how you cut it, and as far as practices go. Do you think, I mean, obviously he was already going to be at a disadvantage being a younger guy, at least a year younger than everyone else, and getting there late, and now he's getting there even a week later. Do you think that matters as far as him making an impact this year?
0: Yes, I think it matters, but I assume they can, like, send him the playbook. So, he'll. yes, he'll be behind. Yes, it'll be a bummer, but, I mean, he was prepping for a season like everyone else was before it got canceled, and y- you just can't teach someone to run as fast as he can. That's true. Like I know that's odd, but you get to a thresh. Like everyone's got a, a threshold, you know. I could train for from when I was eighteen to when I was twenty two, and there's no chance I would make the Olympics. I just don't have the genetics to run that fast. Yeah, and you can't teach guys to get in that that elite elite speed range, or else everyone would be there. No, you're right. And, and you're right. So.
1: And, I mean, mean, it it doesn't matter if you're a week late and then, you know, his first or second day practicing, he just runs past everybody and is able to catch the football behind the defense. Like, all of a sudden, if you do that two or three times, it's like the coaches don't care. The coaches don't care. Yep.
0: Um, And special teams. That's true. I would not not be surprised if he played in special teams. And Gus, you know, Gus has talked about depth. We've heard all the coaches that we've – heard from across all the schools talk about how important depth is going to be this year. That's true. With the possibility of people having to sit out with COVID or whatever. And yeah, so it's just, uh, he might have to, Mm. I mean, that's 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 the big, the big unknown, but I would not be surprised if we saw him on special teams. Um, I'm not positive how much kick returning he did in high school. I would imagine being the fastest guy that they had him do
1: it. but He, he probably kicked, too. I mean, you see all these guys do everything in their high mm-hmm. schools, so I, I don't know. Is Malcolm Johnson Jr. the new punter? I'm not going to say he's not. Yeah, I don't care that Aiden Marshall's coming back or if they recruited a dude from the other side of the planet. I don't care. Give it to Malcolm Johnson Jr. MJJ. He'd probably make more tackles, just saying. Uh, maybe. Maybe so. Where can people find you? Good buddy. Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackaby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On, Auburn, on Instagram at Auburn Podcast, And we are also on TikTok. We'll be back on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend. This has been Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: A hey, Prime members.